This is the Quantum Biology Podcast, where we break down the practical health applications of this emerging science, starting with healthy light habits and going wherever the quantum superhighway takes us. In this episode, we talk to health influencer and wellness practitioner Sarah Kleiner about her experience working through various approaches to health, from fitness to diets, that ultimately led her to the field of quantum biology first as a patient and now as a certified practitioner. During this interview, Sarah spoke publicly for the first time about her miracle pregnancy, and we're delighted to let you know she has since delivered a healthy baby boy. Enjoy this insightful journey with Sarah through the health and wellness maze as she learns by trial and error what really works and why. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Good to see you. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. I don't know if you've been watching. I did I did a brief intro um, before we, we came into the breakout sessions. And um, you know, as I as I said in the intro, we've had like a lot of like like heavy dose <laughs> detailed information um, dropped on us today. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I think Sarah's story over the past year is just so compelling. Um, and it's extra compelling because, you know, she tracks a lot of it um, on her Instagram account. She's she's an influencer on there and has quite a large following. And so, Sarah, I just I think you're you're just such a fantastic role model and mentor, both for health influencers and for people who are just looking to feel better um, because you're willing to question everything as you go along and learn new things and make changes and let people know how that's going. Um, so. I think that's like the absolute best way to be. And that that's why I'm like, I think that's what health influencers should do. Um, And when they do it that way, they bring so much to the world and you're one of those people. So thank you. And um, love for you to share your story. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm just so honored to be a part of this summit. There's just so many amazing people that I look up to that I have been learning from over the last year. And so it's just, it's just amazing to be included in this. But um, a lot of people know, you know, I started my account about three years ago, almost four years ago now. Um, Didn't, I was, I guess, kind of an accidental influencer. I just started (laughs) sharing my journey of, of health transformation going from, you know, a a plant heavy, little bit of meat diet and suffering with a lot of health issues like eczema, depression, uh, IBS, bloating, indigestion. I just had a ton of health issues and did a uh, carnivore diet. And a lot of that stuff was, I mean, it was greatly, greatly helped. And so, you know, just just starting this, uh, that whole way of eating, I put it out on Instagram, people started following me. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of, (laughs) this is crazy. And uh, I've just been sharing a lot about my life over the last three years on um, Instagram, almost four years and and YouTube as well. I have a YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, this last year, at the end of 2020, we decided, you know what, we really want to have another baby, we have a my daughter, Alexis, she'll be 15 in December. So she's, um, she's 14 now. Um, but we had always wanted a second child. And it was just one of those things that, you know, when you have a child with special needs, she has uh, pretty severe autism that requires a lot of our energy, 
you just, you say, oh, well, it, we'll wait till it gets a little easier. And it was at that point that I had turned um, 41 in 2020. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta do this. And so I, you know, I thought this is going to be easy. I have been eating an amazing diet. You know, I, I'm connected to all these people. And I thought I'd be real easy to get pregnant. And I actually did get pregnant um, pretty quickly. But unfortunately, I and I have never talked about this in a public forum. So hopefully I can do this without getting too emotional. But I, I lost that first one. And it was a shock to me at seven weeks when I went to that appointment and there was no heartbeat. I mean, it was just devastating. And, uh, you know, the doctors are like, you're fine. You know, if this happens all the time, you know, pregnancy loss is very normal. It's like one out of every four people. So just keep going, you know, try again. You're going to be fine. The next one will be fine. And so I kind of had started at that point being like, well, am I really like as healthy as I thought I was, you know? And uh, so kept trying and we got pregnant on my birthday last year, again, was the second one. And I had a, I didn't really have a great feeling about it. I, the whole time I was just kind of like you know, scared. I was terrified. And it happened again, no heartbeat again at seven weeks. And I was utterly crushed. And at that point I started getting desperate and I started being like, well, <laughs> obviously there's something, you know, that I, my diet and everything about me, I'm not as healthy as I thought I was. And But doctors, you know, they well, this is just normal for someone in their 40s trying to get pregnant. You know, this is normal. But the more I looked into it, the more I saw that there was a major fertility crisis happening for women in their 30s and women in their 20s. Because, you know, you you feel so alone. And like I did when I started Carnivore, I felt really alone. I started following a lot of accounts and just doing a lot of research about pregnancy loss and healthy pregnancy and seeing like, wow, this is a massive, massive problem. Um, you know, and my doctors, my conventional doctors were saying, well, you know, the only thing what we're going to recommend for you at this point is IVF because you can get pregnant, but we need to be testing the embryos before we put them in you to make sure that they're normal. Unbeknownst to me, the second pregnancy that I had lost, that embryo was normal, was totally normal. It was a little girl. Um, but I didn't know that until after I had already signed the contracts and agreed to start the IVF process. Um, and then I started seeking out all these different experts, you know, my, my YouTube channel, my Instagram, all of that was last year filled with a lot of doctors. And I questioned every single one of them. <laughs> about this situation because they were all like carnivores, the healthiest diet, this, all you have to do is diet. And I, I started really questioning that. And it was because of my questioning, um, that I ran into my quantum health people. I was introduced to, um, Dr. Jack Cruz, who I interviewed on my channel, who that connected me with Dr. Corey Gasvini. That also connected me with Meredith, who's sitting here. That connected me with um, all of these amazing people that are presenting. And, you know, while I was going through the IVF process, I started talking to them and I started learning about light and I started learning about, you know, all the things I was doing that had nothing to do with food that was interfering with my fertility, that was... Inter inter interfering with my reproductive health. And I just started having like 
all these light bulb moments and being like, oh my gosh, you know, I've got to start seeing sunrise. I've got to, you know, I had, I changed my entire lifestyle, um, last year because I wanted this, I wanted the baby so bad. And I knew I was like, I know that the baby is going to come, but there's something I'm, there's something I'm missing. And I'm going through this for a reason as painful as it was. I knew that this baby was trying to get me to wake up and to learn. I I knew that all along. I was like, well, and I knew it was a he, by the way, (laughs) I've known for years, I was going to have a little boy. Um, I've known since 2016, I was going to have a little boy. I call him the quantum baby because he he came to me years ago and said I could bring him here and he was going to be healthy. And so I just was fighting for this baby. And the IVF ended up not working. $45,000 down the drain. That was one of the most devastated times for me in my life um, was when, and I had just started the the, uh, quantum health coach certification. I think when I was talking to Meredith the first time to get into the quantum health certification, I was like, I'm going through my second round of IVF. I kind of told her what had been going on and why I was interested in quantum health. And so I, you know, and I told all my quantum friends, like what was going on, because I wanted to hear from them, like, what I needed to do, you know, I was like, I've already got the diet piece down, I feel I feel good about that. But what you know, what else can I do? You know, and I did pay other doctors and paid tons of money for tons of supplements. And it didn't work paid for all this expensive genetic testing and supplements didn't work did not work. Um, so it was October that Dr. Uh, Corey Gasvini, who's a friend of mine, he didn't charge me a penny. And he's like, look, you know, you got to keep mitigating your EMF environment. You got to keep doing all the circadian habits, which I was very doing, you know, but I want you to start cold plunging. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. Um, all right. I will do it because I know that this baby wants to come and if this is what I have to do. And so, you know, October, November, December, cold plunging, red light therapy. I did uh, deuterium depleted water. I quit almost all the supplements. I quit taking advice from a lot of these doctors um, that told me I needed to come back and do more IVF. I was like, first of all, that process really sucks. (laughs) It's terrible. Highly do not recommend. And um, in January, I was like, you know what? I've given all this quantum stuff a good go. Let's just let's just try this. And, uh, you know, got a positive pregnancy test the end of January. And I just hit the um, 24 week mark today. And um, it is a little boy and he is kicking around in there. And I'm just like so full of joy. And, you know, I just feel like all this crazy stuff I went through and I was an influencer online going through probably the one of the most painful years of my entire life. And I kept questioning, like, why am I having to go through all this pain and devastation and sadness, you know, and all these other influencers and people are getting pregnant around me and like, oh, I just did the diet and got pregnant. And I'm like, well, that didn't happen for me. You know, I saw this superstar doctor in that one and it, it, that didn't happen for me. And, um, you know, so my big lesson and my big passion now is teaching people about quantum health and how to understand 
these things. And I really do want to, you know, once I get more brave, you know, sharing this story, sharing these things in a public forum is hard for me because I am a public figure. And it, this, a lot of this stuff is still really raw and it's still, I'm still processing a lot of it, but I want to help other people and understanding what a huge crisis uh, people are going through with fertility. Like I said, not just people my age, but people in their thirties and people in their twenties and how interconnected our fertility is to our health, you know, and I just see so many other people that are struggling with health issues, even while following a diet perfectly, you know, and a lot of people just kind of push them under the rug. That's kind of what a lot of those superstar doctors I interviewed on my channel like you need to carnivore harder. You need to fast harder. You need to do these things harder. And I was like, but I am and it's not working. So, <laughs> you know, there's got to be something more. And unlocking, you know, my journey to quantum health was the big aha moment that just I can't ever go back to not talking about it. I can't ever go back to my old lifestyle. I can't ever go back to those things because now I see how profoundly I'm affected um, by light, you know, something as simple as light that, that I kind of just would brush off and be like, that's stupid. You know, just, just go outside more. I'm like, that's too easy. Right. Like, why would I do that? That's way too easy. Um, you know, but really try, I really want people to understand that health doesn't have to be this huge complicated thing where you have to take a, a ton of supplements and you have to pay doctors for expensive testing. I paid for all that stuff. I paid for, you know, I probably spent a hundred thousand dollars last year. Not proud of that. <laughs> Not proud of that at all. Um, and, and the things that worked for me, the things that got me the healthiest I had ever been were free, you know, and, and unless you count spending money on ice you know, and a cheap $60 tub from Amazon. Um, you know, I did use red light therapy and I did pay money for the deuterium depleted water. But if you compare the things that I did to the cost of an IVF cycle um, or to, you know, it's, it's minuscule. And then not to mention the emotional um, toll that those things take on you, you know, going through IVF, you have to inject yourself every night and every morning with medications that cost thousands of dollars. You have to go to the doctor every other day for an ultrasound that's very invasive and blood work. My veins were both shot out on both arms by the end of the two months. Um, and then there's the emotional side of it of like, is this going to work? And, you know, all the doctor's appointments and, and just there's a better way, you know, and so many women are struggling and families are struggling. Um, and, and there's just, there's a better way. And so again, that's why it's, it's been, it's been crazy to have this public profile and all these people following me and no one has had any freaking idea <laughs> of the heartache and the hard stuff I've been through over the last year. But now it's like, you know, I've got my, I've got my rainbow baby. I've got my, um, I've got my story of hope and, and of healing. And the, the cool thing that happened for me that I didn't mean to happen was that I lost 30 pounds in the process of trying to get pregnant. <laughs> I wasn't trying to, that's just a side effect of, of the quantum healing. And I had been 
trying to fast and trying to cut carbs more and trying to diet and trying to exercise more and all that stuff for years. And, you know, my weight would move a little bit, but not very much. And then just implementing the quantum health stuff, you know, sunrise, getting outside during the day, walking around barefoot, cold therapy, uh, red light therapy, deuterium depleted water, those things the weight came off and I didn't have to starve myself. I didn't have to calorie count. I didn't have to do any of that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, that's really, uh, that's my story of, of, of quantum healing. And, um, I, yeah, people, I guess, um, I could take some questions if people have them or, um, what do you think Meredith? Yeah, sure. If anyone has a question for Sarah, please put it in the chat. Um, and Sarah, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know it can be when you have a lot of, you know, public eyes on you, um, you have to, yeah, you have to keep your, your inner stuff really safe sometimes. So I'm really grateful you feel like you're in a place where you can share it with our, with our little summit crowd here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my test to try to see if I'm ready to share it on a bigger stage, but this is, I, I feel like it's an appropriate place to to really to share for sure. Good, yeah. And I was I was really struck by. Um, so we have a question about your diet. We'll get to that. I just wanted to yeah. to talk about one thing quickly. Like when you said, um, you know, how the how doctors who were very focused on a specific, you know, plan of some sort, whether it was food or supplements or genetic testing or whatever, um, I think often what happens. Uh, with patients and especially with women is like, we're like, okay, well, I'm not getting better. And it's like, okay, well, you're not, you're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was talking at the beginning of how when evidence comes up that doesn't fit in our paradigm, we, it gets called an anomaly and we just like push it to the side. So I feel like we're like anomalies to these doctors and they inadvertently um, sort of undermine us by making assumptions that it's our lack of compliance. That's the problem. <laughs> totally. A hundred percent. You just need to do this diet harder. You need to get on a better schedule with the supplements, you know, we're, and yeah, it, it, you know, in your heart, like I knew in my heart, I knew in my gut, like that these things are, are not getting me where I need to go. This is not helping, but I didn't know what else to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. And everyone that I came across in this community, no one charged me anything, you know, people were just like, no, let's, you know, try this, let's do this and kind and listen to me. And we're like my therapist <laughs> and my friends and didn't charge me a penny for the, for what actually ended up working. Yeah. So um, I guess. Yeah. So Kelly would like diet. to know about, yeah, what you do, what, where you've landed in terms of what you eat. Um, and it's at carnivore yogi is yeah, carnivore.yogi. Yeah. Yeah. Carnivore. Oh, is it dot? Okay. Carnivore. Dot yeah. Yogi. There's a dot in the middle. Um, yeah. Cause someone took that one years ago, but they've never oh. posted. <laughs> um, so like preconception, I was very focused on just loading my body with as much nutrient dense food as possible. So red meat, lots of wild seafood. That's the big thing that I really changed is being very consistent with the salmon row. I eat that probably five days, six days a week, probably five days. But I started doing that preconception. Um, 
I, I switched to more of a seasonal approach to my eating over the last year, I would say. Um, so during the winter, I was doing mostly ketosis. I mean, I wasn't doing uh, any carb refeeds at all during the winter. I really wasn't eating a lot of carbohydrates. I stayed to a pretty high fat ketogenic diet. Um, and then I you know, got pregnant in January. So at that time, I wasn't eating a bunch of carbohydrates. It was mostly um, red meat, lots of eggs. I have access to um, raw dairy. I hadn't really started, I didn't really start drinking raw milk until after I got pregnant because I just started craving it a lot more. Um, but pre, pre-pregnancy really was still a lot of a ketogenic diet. Now at the end of the summer last year, and in the summer, I was experimenting with one day a week where I would have some carbohydrates to see if I had that metabolic flexibility. I wanted to see if I could go from ketosis to burning glucose to back to ketosis. And my body got really good at that. Um, I did do fasting. I was advised to fast. And so I did do some fasting over the summer. Um, like a 24 hour fast once a week, I did that. And then I did a 48 hour fast in one in September, one in October. And then I was advised by my quantum friends to stop fasting. And that actually ended up playing out in my favor. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to switch my eating to more of a circadian type of, of eating. Um, so always eating breakfast every morning. I was always out for sunrise every single morning. And so eating breakfast within 30 minutes to an hour of sunrise, I cut off all caffeine. I, I stopped caffeine um, at the beginning of 2021 in my first pregnancy. Actually, it's second pregnancy, but who's counting? You know? But that's when I actually quit caffeine was that first time I had found out I was pregnant. I was like, oh, crap. And so I never went back to the caffeine. And I think that helped quite a bit. So that's, I mean, and now that I'm pregnant, I'm eating um, a lot of, a lot of meat, a lot of, uh, you know, raw dairy, milk, cheese, eggs, um, uh, raw butter, just a very Weston A price. I don't like to call it keto carnivore. You could call it animal based if you wanted to, or kind of more carnivore ish, but um yeah, I, I really stick to more of like the Weston A. Price uh, principles when it comes to eating at this point. So seasonal eating. Oh, I think you're you're muted, Meredith. I did mute myself. Sorry. There's a question about uh, deuterium depleted water. So before you jump to answer that, I did also just want to say um, what you said in there in that answer is that I think in in a non quantum approach to health. We tend to just like sort of what I was saying earlier, right? It's like, oh, well, you're not doing the diet hard enough. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you're not, you, the exercise isn't or isn't getting the results you want. You're not doing it hard enough. You know, it's, uh, you're not taking enough supplements. You're not taking the right, right? Like there's always like, we're always just trying to make everything more intense. Mm -hmm. um, and what I have found about and what you just described about like the, the quantum approach is that it's actually like you really dial back off the intensity. Yeah. It's much more holistic and you don't have to feel like you're going so hard and like, yeah. you know, like everyone I know um, who had, who's switched to a quantum lifestyle exercises less. Yes. Than they did yeah. before and gets yeah. better results. 
Yeah. I mean, the 30 pounds that I lost, I was not doing as much exercise as I was all the years I had been doing it to try to lose the weight. <laughs> I backed off. I let my body rest more. What I did is improve my redox function. You know, I'm sure anyone in the summit this weekend is going to hear the word redox a ton, a ton, a ton. But when you improve your redox function, you don't have to kill yourself, you know, with diet and exercise because your body is more of a self-healing organism. It's more in tune with nature. So you're not fighting an uphill battle all the time, which is the most beautiful thing about this lifestyle. Um, I don't feel like I'm, I'm torturing myself or I'm, I'm restricting myself. I feel, you know, I feel very much at peace <laughs> with, with my lifestyle. I really do. Um, yeah, but the deuterium depleted water. So I did this from, I think, September to December. And there's a lot of information about deuterium. I have done a podcast with um, some guys uh, from Lightwater I'm trying to interview Laszlo Boros right now. He's one of the world's leading researchers on deuterium. Um, but essentially, our bodies, deuterium is not a bad thing. Our bodies can handle it. But in a very non-scientific way of explaining it, it does slow down our mitochondrial function. And we need deuterium to grow. So when I knew I was going to try for the baby again, January, I quit the deuterium depleted water in December because your body needs deuterium to build a baby. <laughs> you need it to grow. And so I stopped doing the depletion at that time. Um, but it's basically getting deuterium depleted water. And that's the only thing I drank mixed with regular water. Um, you deplete your water to about a hundred parts per million of the, of, uh, deuterium depleted water. And then that's all I drank. I didn't drink coffee. Obviously I did make bone broth. I made deuterium depleted bone broth, very expensive bone broth, by the way. <laughs> um, but that's, that's all that it's all the liquid that came in my body. If I was going to make a soup or a broth of deuterium depleted water was in it. And essentially this just helps speed up your mitochondrial function. Um, some people say being on a ketogenic diet is enough to be deteriorated depleted. It's not because you still have to drink water. I know people who've been doing keto for years and they've actually tested their deuterium levels and they're like at a 149. <laughs> Most people are at a 150 to 155. I did not test mine beforehand. I have no idea what I was, but I, about three weeks into the depletion, I woke up and it was like, I would like to walk five miles this morning. Like I just had like amazing energy, um, metabolism sped up. I felt great. I, I had to be Corey and Carrie had to convince me to come off the water. <laughs> They're like, look, you don't, this is, you don't want to do deuterium to play the water uh, 365. You can't, you, it's not, that's not how it's intended. It's really intended more for cancer, for acute conditions, you know, it's not something that you just want to be drinking it all the time. Um, so if anyone does want to do it, it's short amounts of time. You know, it's, it's not something you do all the, for the rest of your life. It's to help kind of clean things up after the baby's born and I'm finished breastfeeding, I will probably do another little round of 90 days or so. But while I'm pregnant and breastfeeding, that's not going to be a good idea because the baby, um, needs deuterium. But yeah, that I was told by another doctor that that was a waste of time. All I needed to do was be keto and that was enough to be deuterium. That's not true because you still drink water and the food that you eat still has deuterium in it. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a very non-scientific, simple explanation. I have a course that I'm running right now and we have a whole section on the science of deuterium, how to deplete, how to do it safely. Um, so 
all my courses are linked in my Instagram bio if you guys are interested in any of that stuff. Wonderful. Sarah, thank you so much for doing this and for sharing your story. Um, I'm so excited and happy for you. <laughs> um, and you're a quantum baby. Um, what a blessing. And everyone, yeah, please go to Sarah's um, Sarah's Instagram page. Um, her, her classes are really good. Her classes are really great. If you're like looking to, you know, looking to feel better and you've been bouncing around trying to figure out who's going to give you some, like just some really good tips and, and easy to understand advice. Sarah's your woman. Um, and Angela, thanks for being in here and being so helpful in the chat. Um, so I'm going to pop back over to the main room and Sarah, again, thank you. We really appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you. This has been the Quantum Biology Collective Podcast. To find a practitioner who practices from this point of view, visit our directory at quantumbiologycollective.org. If you are a practitioner, definitely take a look at the Applied Quantum Biology Certification, a six-week study of the science of the new human health paradigm and its practical application with your patients and clients. We also love to feature graduates of the program on this very podcast. Until next time, the QBC.